you wouldn't go into any other career or profession or even even like theater acting yeah. and just assume that you could do it because it's quote unquote just talking. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Okay, ladies, I have such a fun episode for you today. I think it's going to be one that a lot of you are very curious about. Even if you're not interested in doing what we're actually talking about, I know that a lot of people have asked me questions about it, and it's my voiceover career. I'm actually having another voiceover artist on the show today, Carrie Olson, and she's the one that I heard about online opportunities to be getting into voiceover after many years of taking a break. And it was so great to connect with her, have her on the show, and both of us to kind of talk about how we got rolling with voiceover, the types of training that we've had, and give a little bit of like solid information about what it actually takes to be a voiceover actor and to get into the business and establish yourself in the business and what it's been like for us. So hopefully this will answer some questions for a lot of you. And she's got a resource also that she mentions toward the end of the show for anyone who's interested and maybe looking into it a little bit more. So a free resource to help you get some more information about it. I also wanted to say a quick thank you to all of you who've been sending your well wishes. My kids and I have been on this rotating sickness cycle for the past few weeks and it's been pretty rough but we are trying to get back on our feet again and get things moving forward again with the podcast and Patreon and everything. February was just a rough month but I'm doing my best to to take the bull by the horns in March and get things rolling again. And if you happen to like this podcast and want to see it continue to move forward and do well, then could I just ask you to run over to iTunes and leave us a quick little rating and review? It would make a big difference to the show. It doesn't just like, you know, boost my morale. I mean, there is that part of it. But it also triggers iTunes to realize that people are interested in the show and to promote the show to other people. So if you want to help with that little algorithm hack, then I would really appreciate if you would leave a rating and review for the show. All right, but without further ado, you get to be a voyeur and to Carrie and I talking about what it takes to be a voice actor in today's day and age. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, thanks for having me, Mackenzie. I'm so excited to have you on today because, as I mentioned a few minutes ago when we were offline, that you were a huge catalyst in me being able to get back into voiceover work, even though you don't even know it, which I'm sure you are for a lot of people. So I am so appreciative of that, and it's really fun to be able to sit down and talk with you today because I think a lot of my listeners are curious about what we are going to be talking about. But for those people who don't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, first of all, I want to say that's so great. I'm so happy to hear you say that you kind of got re-energized to get back into voiceover because it's such an awesome career. And I love that it's kind of been something to, um, you know, help you in your yes. life as well. So I love that. 
because uh, it's been the same for me. Um, but anyway, my name is Carrie Olson, and I'm a full-time professional voice actor and a mom of two. I have two little girls that are almost four and just, or no, I'm sorry, almost five and just turned two. Okay. And um, yeah, I do voiceover work from home for uh, mostly TV and radio commercials, and I do some e-learning and some other fun stuff. So fun. Yeah. And so I think it was, if this rings a bell, was it a money saving mom post? Did you do a post on money saving mom three years ago? I I did. (laughs) Yes. And Crystal, who runs that site, is a good friend of mine. Um, Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, seeing her newsletter one day and I grew up doing voiceover work, which this, so for you guys listening, that's what we're going to talk about today. It's less of an interview and we're just like chatting about our voiceover history. But that's how I found you was through that site and thought like, oh, I did that when I was younger and now I can do it from home, which is way different than when I was, you know, growing up and you had to go into a studio. And so it just opened so many doors for me as a stay at home mom. But I would love to hear how you got into it because you weren't really at all in that field, right? (laughs) Well, no. I mean, yes and no. So here's yeah. the thing. I was I was kind of in that field, but I didn't know that I was in that field. <laughs> okay. So um, meaning that right before I really started to pursue voiceover the way that I'm doing it now, I was working in e-learning. So I was creating online training, and I'd been doing that for several years. I started out in HR, and then I um, wanted to pursue making courses full-time as opposed to just as part of my job as an HR rep. Mm. And um, so I did that because I love creating online courses. It's it's so weird because that was totally behind a computer, totally, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of that. But anyway, as a course creator, I ended up narrating some of my own courses. So I was doing voiceover, but I didn't realize I was doing voiceover. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just people in my company would be like, we need someone to narrate this course. And so I would do it, but I didn't know that voiceover was a career in and of itself. So that was kind of my first introduction of voiceover, but I actually found out about doing voiceover as a career, um, from listening to Alison Steele being interviewed on a podcast and I was commuting to work and it was right after I had my first daughter and I was looking for something I could do from home. Mm-hmm. And the interview just blew me away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's, there's a career I can do for, that will allow me to work from home. And I'm already kind of doing it a little bit. And then I just kind of dove in head first. That's awesome. And yeah, it's so freeing and it's so interesting, like the same kind of thing. I, I read about it on a website and actually, Allison, she's still your coach, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and she's mine good friend. as well. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, and she, you re- just released a course and she had like even some material like affiliated with it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm taking the course. I should know. <laughs> You're like, right. I hope. Yeah. I think I saw that. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm saying the right thing. Um, but yeah, she is so helpful and so great. But I would love for you to just talk about, okay, so you heard about it and then you decided to take some next steps. And I think, I think our paths, at least in the beginning, are kind of following the same trajectory. I think you kind of started off the same way. But um, where did you go to next, like after you heard her? After I heard her, I I did something that was pretty uncharacteristic for me, and I just went and bought a coaching session from her. Like I went to her website. I didn't research any other coaches, and I don't recommend doing this. It just happened to work out for me. But, you know, I was like so excited about this new thing. And she was the only place I'd ever heard of it. 
So I went and bought a, I was talking to my husband. And I was like, hey, is this cool? And he was like, sure. So I, I went and bought a coaching session and I had a session with her and then um, basically just kept getting coaching and simultaneously started auditioning on an online casting site and then started to book some work. Yeah. And you you started booking work pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was after just a couple of coaching sessions. So it was in it was within just a few weeks. And I I have to say that um, that isn't not to that, that isn't common. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I I that is my story. So I you know, that's the truth. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't <laughs> want anyone to think, oh, cool. I can just go and, you know, get two coaching sessions and start booking work. And yes. also booking one job isn't the same thing as being a full time voice actor. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, just a little caveat there. Yes. No, I completely agree because I think a lot of people when they hear, oh, you're doing voiceover work and you're just a stay at home mom and like you you had a podcast and then you just started getting voiceover work. And it was like, well, there was like that 15 years of intensive training growing up where I had acting class upon acting class and I was in over 45 musicals and I like did serious (laughs) stage work and I like there was a lot of training that went into I mean I've had dialect coaches and you know like I've done a lot of work and I think that's where people don't really realize like oh you know like when I was growing up I did a lot of local film work and commercials and industrial videos and voiceovers locally and so, yes, I jumped back into it without doing training at first, Again. going back into it. But I'd had so many years of really intensive training. And so I think that not glossing over that the training part is so important. And that even as we're both working, I mean, I had kind of the same experience as you. I joined an online casting site and I told myself it was, they had a deal. I think I actually got it through your website where it was like for the first month you could try it for $25. And so I was like, okay, for 25 bucks, Mm -hmm. God, if I am supposed (laughs) to do this, if I still have what it takes, get me three jobs within this first month. Like show me that it's worthwhile. And so I started putting in auditions and within two weeks I had a job approach me and they said, okay, we have this one job that you auditioned for, but we're actually turning it into three. And so would you like to do all three? I was like, "Uh, yeah. And I guess that was the answer to my question. (laughs) So from there on, it was the same kind of thing. Like, but it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. Like you have to do a lot of work. And even though I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm getting jobs. I've still got the goods. It's still so helpful to get additional training and keep your finger on the pulse of what is happening in the voiceover community. In some ways, I feel like I kind of had to take a step back because I've had to invest really heavily into my podcast for a while to make sure like, okay, that's that's income I know is coming in every month. Like that's just standard that's coming in. But then the voiceover is what helps me round out my income. And so now I'm like, coming back to getting more serious about it again, taking your training course to take it to the next level and just keep building it so that it is more sustainable. Like it's not just, oh, this month I got a whole bunch of jobs. Next month I didn't, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of people fall into because, and especially when you do start on an online casting site and I, you know, there, you can get online and read all different opinions about online casting sites. (laughs) 
And, you know, and again, it's part of my story. That is how I started. And, and I did that my entire first year of being full-time. That was my business model. But it is, you know, when you do that, it's hard to get to that point where you feel like this is a predictable job for me, as opposed to, I hope I book another job. Yeah. So it's like after every job you book, it's like, okay, I hope I can do this again. So yeah, I totally agree that it's, um, it's important to have different uh, kind of ways to book work so that you do kind of feel like, all right, this is, I feel like this is a business now as opposed to just throwing stuff out there every month and like hoping that you get hired. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's, it's kind of a good testing ground to see like if what you're putting out there is even being considered. Like that's always good. Even if, because like on the website I use, they, they show you if you've been shortlisted and that's always a good gauge to me. Like, okay, like even if I didn't get jobs, I'm being considered for them. And I think that's a good way to kind of like gauge, like, am I doing stuff that works or do I need to get some more training? So if people are just like, oh yeah, I read to my kids. I could totally do that. Well, maybe, maybe go try, (laughs) see, see how that works for you. But if you don't get any feedback, then maybe it's time to take a couple steps back and be like, oh, maybe, maybe there is more to this. Cause it sounds like, oh, you just like read stuff and you know, (laughs) it's great, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it is an industry and it's competitive and it does take more work than that. And you would be shocked at how many I mean, for some people, literally tens of thousands of dollars they spend on training every year. Um, And if you think about, um, you know, you wouldn't go into any other career or profession or even even like theater acting and just assume that you could do it. Yeah. uh, Because it's, quote unquote, just talking. So, yeah, you're right on with, you know, all of the training that goes into it. And because it's, quote unquote, again, just talking and no one can see you, I think it feels more accessible. Yeah. But to be honest, it's more acting than other types because all you have is your voice. Yes. So you have to be able to, you know, as opposed to on stage, you have a screen, you have a a scene partner. Mm -hmm. In voiceover, you have to envision that scene partner. Mm -hmm. It's all your imagination. So it's a lot of work that you're doing just in your head, all alone in your booth. Yeah. And 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 that takes work. It really does. And when, you know, they put copy in front of you and they say, make it sound conversational, you mm-hmm. you have to be able to sort out in your head what that means. <laughs> like you have right. to, even if they just give you, I mean, because a lot of times there isn't very much direction. And to get from just a couple of words, okay, this is this is the interpretation that they're looking for. That's That's a true skill of being able to sound like, you know, I, I'm sure you see it all the time too. Like it should sound like you're sitting down at coffee with someone (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, well, what does that mean? Because you may think you know what that sounds like, but then if you listen back to it, you may sound totally awkward and weird. (laughs) Like it does take skill. Right. Ladies, you know that I think it's very important that we as moms and as women are keeping our minds active and learning new things to not only improve our lives, but just keep us interesting people to talk to. So we're not just totally focused on all kids stuff all the time, but we actually have things to engage with, especially as our kids get older. Well, that can be really hard to have happen when we've got a lot going on in our lives, but there is an app I highly recommend for busy parents like us, and it's called Blinkist. 
Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen. Blinkist is made by busy people like us who want to get the main points of the books quickly without necessarily reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to get the key points from up to four books a day while you're on the go. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. I really like Blinkist for a few different reasons. First of all, it helps me to condense down my to-be-read list. I can listen to the main points and see if it's a book that I want to spend a little bit more time investing into. Also, I'm a bit of a trivia nerd. I don't know if you know this about me. You might if you've listened to what Ingrid and Fiona like, but I really like knowing some random facts or interesting facts. So one book that I've really thought is fun and interesting to listen to lately has been The First Conspiracy, which explores the secret plot to kill George Washington. I know not everyone might think that's interesting, but I think it's interesting. I don't know if I'd read a whole book about it, though, so it's really fun for me to be able to listen to the Blink about it. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for my audience. Go to Blinkist.com lovely to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com lovely to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com lovely. I always say um, it's one of the most ironic things that to, it takes so much work to sound conversational, <laughs> yes. which is, you know, we sound conversational naturally when it's our own words, yeah. but to take someone else's words and maybe, you know, for a product that you do not care about or worse, a product that you hate. Yeah. And then you've got to take that script and pretend like you're so excited about it and that you're just, you know, again, sitting across from a friend at coffee. I mean, how awkward is it to work in a BOGO sale to just conversational, Yes, you know, yes. just randomly? Yeah. But you have to be able to do that. Yep. Yeah, I can. you can be talking about lawn tools and you got to sound like, yeah, this is just totally normal that I'm having <laughs> this conversation. Exactly. Or I've heard a lot too, I've seen more of these coming across where it's like, we want someone who sounds like, and they'll say a star's name. Well, mm-hmm. I know I don't sound like Ellen DeGeneres or, you know, Emma Stone or Jennifer Lawrence, but... If you've got enough acting skills, you can figure out, well, I might not sound exactly like them, but how do they talk? And mm-hmm. then be able to kind of like get into their headspace and deliver that, which is not easy to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's about like the attitude and what they're yeah. bringing to it. They don't yeah. necessarily want a voice match. Like exactly. you don't have to sound exactly like them, but what are they bringing to the table and how do they make the audience feel? Yes. You know, and then you've got to be able to make it your own because really voice matching isn't that helpful of a skill for commercial voiceover because why would they get you when there's someone else who sounds exactly like, you you know, like exactly what they're wanting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's more about being able to bring your own unique flavor to it. Yeah. um, But still, you know, speak that message to that audience so that it resonates. And that's that's the job. Yeah. And and with e-learning, because I do quite a bit of e-learning also, and mm-hmm. I know you have a lot of experience with that, and trying to make really dry content interesting <laughs> can it be is hard. Rough. Yeah. Especially the editing. That's that's what really kills me. Okay. If we're, if we're just getting down to like the rough parts of our, 
our elite job of sitting in a, a closet and talking to ourselves. The right. editing. Oh, oh, the editing, especially <laughs> if it's really dry. Or I just completed an audiobook for Audible. Hey, everybody, go buy it. I can finally tell you what it is because it just released. So besides Still Waters, go get it on Audible by Trisha Goyer. But anyway, awesome. yeah, so fun. But it was so many hours of recorded audio to get the performance that I wanted. And that editing, like I would put myself to sleep <laughs> because mm-hmm. it wasn't that I didn't feel like I did a good performance, but trying to listen for the minutiae of making it like no distractions to the listener is so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just have to say thank you for doing that because <laughs> I think that it's easy for for voice actors with those bigger projects to just kind of dial it in. Oh, yeah. And, and you can tell when you're listening to a book being narrated, whether it's fiction or non, and where the the narrator dialed it in yeah. or just wasn't paying attention. So yeah. I appreciate that you you took the time and the effort because that's another thing that people don't realize um, when you are narrating a book, and especially if it is fiction and you're doing dialogue and yes. there are a lot of characters, you if you don't go through the if you don't have the discipline to mark in your wave file when you're recording, you know that that it, it's a it's a pain. So there's a lot of work that goes into um, narrating an audiobook well, and mm-hmm. then oh my gosh, you're right. I have definitely fallen asleep editing. Yeah. Because it's so, and it's not, because you're not even really listening at that point to what's being said. You're listening for all the background noises and the mouth clicks and the, you know, where did I mess up this word or does this need to be changed? Like, it's a totally different way of listening to something than I think people are normally used to listening to it. And so it just, Mm -hmm. it can become grueling. And I think people also don't realize, like, how much longer, at least for me, doing an audiobook where there's lots of characters and different accents and everything, how much longer it is like the total recorded time versus what it edits down to. Right. I mean, it can be two and three times as long. Exactly. Which is somebody thinks like, oh, it's a seven hour audiobook. Well, yeah, that was like 50 hours of work. Exactly. Yeah, it takes um it takes a love, you know. Yeah. I think you you have to love doing it. Yeah. And it it can be so fun, but you have to you have to know it's it's not it's not all fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like anything, right? Like any yeah. job. Yeah. You you love I love my job, but there are parts of it that are less desirable, right? That I don't yeah. love doing as much. Um but it is, you know, you um, I've outsourced editing before, so mm-hmm. that is one way that you can kind of do more of what you love and, you know, less of what you, the parts of, that you don't love, but it is, it, it all comes with the territory. I've talked yeah. to people, I, there was one lady in particular, oh my gosh, um, she was saying that she wanted to do voiceover and she, um, she told me what she wanted to do, but then she had this really long list of things she did not want to do. <laughs> And, you know, it was things like editing, even like her own recording, marketing. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good, good luck. You know, that yeah. you can't do that anymore. That's not the way that the business works. It yeah. is an all-encompassing entrepreneurial business mm-hmm. where you, you're running your business. You're, you, until you get to a point where you can, uh, you know, 
outsource a lot or if you just got a ton of money to invest up front, yeah. you're your own accountant, you're your own marketer, mm-hmm. you are you're everything. You're wearing all of the hats. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you're trying to keep a lot of different balls in the air. Like for me right now, I I have to do a lot of different things. Like I mentioned, I have to do the podcast and my Patreon community and voiceover work to try to create a well-rounded income and still be growing them all at the same time. And that takes an incredible amount of time and energy, which is why I love your training sessions because they help me make mm-hmm. the most of my time. Yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And I, yeah, um, I think that's so important in every business, but especially when you're an entrepreneur and you know, I remember when my husband, um, he had his own business where he was writing a book and we had a podcast together. And at the very beginning, I remember some days he would wake up and just look at me and go, what do I do today? Yeah. And, and, and it's such a big responsibility and it's such a big question. And it's so understandable when you have a job where you go and there's a job description and there are deadlines yeah. and you have a boss and, you know, you've got meetings. There are things where you go and it's like, OK, I have to do X, Y and Z today. But when you're running your own business, it's a big question. Mm-hmm. And when you have all of the balls in the air, it's so important that you know which things are going to be worth your time to yeah. do that day. So that you're not, oh my gosh, you know, you know, at two years in and then thinking, oh, I, I messed up. You know, I, I yeah. spent all this time in this area or this money in this area when I should have been over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And there are a certain amount of things, at least in my experience, that you do have to do in hopes that down the road they're going to pay off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like some things that are royalty based. It's like you're you're going to put in a lot of work up front with the hope that it's going to pay off in the end or um, th- developing the podcast that I have, the, the new podcast that I came out with in August. It's been a big labor of love, hoping hoping that eventually it will be worth it. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's about but I you know, you're doing it the right way though. And you don't have the attitude of get rich quick or let me just follow this proven system and then it'll just fall into place because it is work. It is investment. And no matter how you look at it, it is a risk. So there's no guarantee. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you're a lot more likely like anything to succeed when you, when you do it the right way, when you make the right investments and I can't stress enough when you love it. Yes. Um, you know, I think there there are a lot of people who love the idea of it and love the idea of, oh, making money from home and, and all yeah. of those things are great. And I mean, I love those things about my job. But when it comes down to it, you have to love the work. You have to love doing it because it's not going to, you know, that motivation of money isn't going to sustain you when you're, you know, 100 auditions in and you haven't booked anything yet. Yeah. And it might be that the 101st audition is the one that, you know, you book. Um, It could be the 300th audition is the one that you book. But if you're not enjoying it, you're never going to stay in it long enough to see. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. You have to be able to be the kind of person that gets some sort of satisfaction out of even audition copy. I mean, like, okay, I'm going to take the challenge of trying to make this sound the way they want it to come out like that's that's fun to me that's a, a personal challenge to do that right 
And and I think if you're having fun, your auditions just come out better anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You have a better chance of booking it when you don't have I think sometimes you can almost hear the dollar signs where <laughs> it's like this person was clearly just like, oh my god, you know, in the back of their mind they were thinking, I have to book this job, I have to book this job, I have to book this job. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, I'm just having fun. I'm just playing, yeah. I'm, you know, doing this audition and it's you know, I send it off. I'm not going to think about it again. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I think there's also those auditions that somehow when you do them, you're just like, oh, I know. I know I did that. I know mm-hmm. I'm what they're looking for. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. had those kinds of experiences. Do you want to talk about any of them? Auditions where I knew I booked it? Yeah. Or you figured like, and then you did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's funny that you added and then you did. Cause I've definitely had ones where, um, as well, where I knew I booked yeah. it and then didn't. Yes. Um, so that's, but you know, so much of that too, um, before I get into the other part of the question, but it's just, um, the industry, you know, it, it doesn't so much of its mindset and yeah. you, it, I may have nailed an audition but you never know what the client was like. There's yeah. so many reasons why they may or may not have selected my voice, whether, you know, I could have just been off or it could have been down to like three people that they equally liked and they just had to pick somebody. Yeah. And it just ended up not being me. Um, one example I hear all the time is like, maybe your voice reminded them of their ex <laughs> and you know, like yeah. who knows yeah. um, what the, what the reason is, or, you know, sometimes it ends up going to the producer's nephew or niece yeah. or whatever yes. it is. Yes. Oh, I've had those. Right. Yeah. So auditions where I knew I booked it and then did. So yeah, I'm doing uh, I so, some Home Chef commercials right okay. now that are on um, Hulu. And when they, I remember on the audition specifically, they said uh, they wanted it to be kind of like an Anna, Anna Kendrick, okay. you know, type yeah. of, just that kind of, you know, level of kind of sass but you know just fun yes and um that was definitely one where I I had fun with it and I sent it off I I didn't stress over it and I don't even know that I thought because I don't know if you've had this experience too but sometimes when I overthink it and I think oh I'm just overconfident I know I booked it especially if I tell someone it seems like I don't book it yes um you know um but the ones where you're just kind of like I feel good about that yeah you know and and just kind of let it go and see, you know, see what happens. And that was one that, that came back and was like, yep, you're in. And that yeah. ended up being, you know, like a multi-year campaign. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I've had a, a few of those where, you know, you just know kind of the sound of your voice and like one was for a sorority. It was like, mm-hmm. and I think it's more of those ones where you're like, you feel confident enough to do it and maybe do something a little out of the box. Kind of like what you were saying, like, you you aren't quite as buttoned up. You feel a little bit freer to like, I'm going to give my own spin on this, my own interpretation, because chances are there's a lot of, they're listening to a lot of them that are sounding kind of the same after the same after the same. And so when you are willing to take that little bit of a chance because you feel comfortable enough with it. And that was one of them that for that sorority, I put it in, I was like, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know I'm going to get it, but I I'd be surprised if I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, because it was like I 
I sounded like the sorority girl. But then there's been those other ones, like you were saying, where you think, oh, millennial, I told, I sound this part, you know, and then you don't even get like shortlisted for it. You're like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. And I think like you were saying, it's so important to not take it personally in this business. It's you, you can't just look at it all as rejection. Like I've had my kids audition for some things recently and it's just been a couple of things. They're like, Oh, I'm going to book it. Right. You know, I've already got my money spent. (laughs) Like, hold on there, child. Would you like to show me, or would you like me to show you how many auditions I've done over the past, you know, three years versus the amount of jobs I've booked? Like it's just part of the process. You just got to keep doing it and don't get too hung up on like, Oh, but I really wanted that one job because Mm you you can't you can't just hang it all up on one job you just got to do it and put it in and then keep moving yeah and i think that's where another place where training really comes in handy not just for i mean it helps with your confidence and with that whole mindset idea cuz hopefully whoever you're training with is also kind of communicating that to you that hey you're not the only person out there you're not yeah. the only person getting training, there are a lot of people. And, um, and I don't say that to, you know, be discouraging, because you can absolutely still book work as as we both know, Um, you know, but the other place that training comes in handy, you know, besides, you know, having that mindset of, I'm not the only person out there is you, you can feel confident, when you submit the audition, I have trained for this, I am qualified for this, you know, because there's, when you haven't, you, you really are just guessing. I hope, yeah. I feel like this is what they want. And I feel like I'm giving them, you know, a good variety, but you'll be surprised. You know, um, I remember when I did my first, just, I call it a DIY demo. And this was something I just threw it to, I threw together after my first coaching session, just to be like, okay, where am I at? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I listened back to it and, you know, at the time I was like, I think that sounds pretty good. And I go back and listen to it now and I can hear all of the things, all of yeah. the things I was doing wrong. So you don't know what you don't know until you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and and one of the um, deceiving things about voiceover is when you hear the, you know, really good voice actors on, you know, TV and radio commercials and all of that. It sounds easy because they've trained so much to make it sound easy. Yes. So you go, oh that's easy. And and again, it's because of the training. So then when you start getting training, I don't know if your experience was like this, but I, you know, you've obviously had a lot of acting training, but especially if you're coming from zero and you get a voiceover coaching session, your head is ready to explode by the time you get done because you realize, oh my gosh, I'm not just reading. I have to be picturing my audience, but I also have to be concerned about timing. And I also have to be concerned about intonation. And I also have to be picturing my words as I'm saying them. And all of these things that are going on in your head at one time. Yeah. It's, it's over, you know, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, And just the, the amount of different types of voiceover there are and all that kind of thing. And it's also, I think this is an important part. I mean, we've talked a little bit about editing, especially on big jobs, but knowing going in, even if you're auditioning on a pay-to-play site or whatever, that it's not just recording it. (laughs) Like, you also have to do certain things to the file before you send in the final job. And if you're not prepared to do breath removal and Mm. master it and, you know, do things like that, even in the simplest way, then maybe hold off (laughs) until you figure out how to do some of those things. 
Okay, ladies, there are a few things I love more, as you can well attest to, than shopping online and having things delivered directly to my door, getting products that are natural from brands that I trust, and buying from a company that is well-loved and reputable. Well, Grove Collaborative, which you can find at grove.co, is America's largest independent natural product company, where not a single product they sell has been tested on animals, and they're planting one million trees by the end of 2020. I have recently started shopping at grove.co because they make shopping for natural products easy. I don't have to search for a local store hoping that they carry what I want or worrying that I'm overpaying for organic products, which happens a lot in local stores, or if I'm getting them from questionable websites. Grove.co is the only site you need to shop to get organic, eco-friendly, and sustainable products from top brands like 7th Generation, Dr. Bronner, and Mrs. Myers. I recently got a box full of items, all things that I was needing, and I am so pleased. I got our laundry softener from 7th Generation. I got facial care products for me and my teenage son. I even got facial tissues and daily shower cleaner. It was all from Grove.co with amazing prices and incredible customer service. My personal contact with Grove actually texted me to make sure that my experience was going exactly how I wanted and if I had any questions. I am so impressed with how they're handling their business. It's a really amazing business model. In fact, Grove is a B Corporation, a new kind of business that balances purpose and profit. They're legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and the environment. So when you shop at Grove.co, you're doing something good for you, your home, and the planet. The other awesome thing about Grove is they are giving my listeners a really amazing offer. Start right now and get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash lovely with your first order. This is a special offer for my listeners. Get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash lovely. Grove.co slash lovely. I feel like, you know, voiceover has really blessed us like you know like me personally and I know it has you as well so I love 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 sharing that with other people who I feel like would be able to grasp on and catch the vision and put in the work and have a similar experience so you know all of that is 100% true that there there's all these things that go into it but you can learn it if it's something where you know I don't want anyone to go oh well I was really excited about it but (laughs) yeah it sounds like they're saying don't do it um that's not what I'm saying. It's yeah. just be, you know, I'm all about um, having realistic expectations yes. and just knowing what you're getting into. So all of that to say, like, it's hard and there's work to do and you, there's a learning curve. There are things you have to learn, but you can do it, yes. you know, absolutely. Um, as long as you do have a business plan, you have to treat it like a business and go, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to record and I'm going to learn how to edit and just have that expectation that, okay, this is, it's school. You know, you're going back to school and you're learning how to do a new trade. Yes. No, I I completely agree with what you're saying. And I don't want to come off that way uh, either. I I definitely want, I think I come to this because like I've wanted to have this discussion with someone on the podcast for a long time because I get the question so often. And usually it's prefaced with, I read books to my kids at night. And that's Mm -hmm. a great start. That's a great start. But your children are not the best trainers for right. getting your voiceover career off the ground. And so that's why I wanted to have this discussion is like, it's absolutely worth it if you really want to do it. But mm-hmm. don't waste your money and your time if you're not committed to it. Because yes. it is, 
it is a profession. It is something that you need to train for. Just like you were saying, like the the big voiceover actors, they make it sound easy because they've trained. It's like an Olympic, you know, athlete. It looks easy for them to run the whatever because <laughs> they have trained for it. They, they've put years into it. And so it, it does take work. It does take investment and it does take time just because you're doing it from home. Like there's a lot of things with voiceover work. It's not necessarily the most ideal from home job all the time because it has to be quiet. <laughs> And that Mm -hmm. is a very difficult thing to come by a lot of the time. And you have to think about things like like where I'm recording right now. I can't record if the furnace is on. (laughs) Like I have to turn down the temperature in my parents' house (laughs) to record. (laughs) And they're all like, oh, my gosh, you're turning it into a meat locker. I'm like, sorry, got to make bring home the bacon. (laughs) So (laughs) too bad. But I mean, there's there's those little things that you just. I just want to give people a realistic picture. Is it worthwhile if you want to do it and you've got the chops for it and you put in the training? Absolutely. I love my job. And especially considering like what I came out of and needing to be the sole provider for my kids and everything at this point, I am so grateful for the work that I am able to do with my podcasting and my voiceover because I love it, just like you were saying. But have realistic expectations going in. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I think that I'm sure you deal with it too, and everyone knows who follows me and follows this podcast, I've been sick. Like, February was just, like, knock me on my butt. I've had two two bouts of bad laryngitis this year, which were just so discouraging. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about vocal health because that's another thing that as a voiceover artist, you really do have to be conscious of. And I think especially in the winter that you are relying on the way you sound. (laughs) If you don't sound normal, it causes big problems for your income. So what are some of the things that you do to help keep your voice in tip top shape, especially in the winter? So one of the biggest things that I can, well, I guess, first of all, I can relate. Oh my gosh. So much. I had, I lose my voice every year since I've had kids. I've lost my voice every year. So it's, it's rough. Um, but drinking lots of water, you know, is so huge. And I can tell when I'm not drinking enough, we traveled over the weekend and it's so hard for me to, you know, eat like I normally do and to drink enough water when I'm traveling. And, and I can tell, so that's huge. And then just be aware of the triggers. Um, mm-hmm. So I have small kids. You can't get away from that. You know, my four-year-old goes to preschool. She brings home germs. Um, it's, it is what it is. So just being aware, washing your hands, trying to have as good of, you know, hygiene and everything around the house uh, as you, or I guess sanitation as possible. Yeah. And then avoid, if you can, you know, I talked to my, my ENT this year. So I've been making annual visits to the ENT just to get checked out and, um, you know, to get help with when I do have laryngitis and all that. And, you know, he said traveling like on airplanes, when you're in that tight enclosed space, and especially in the winter when everyone is coughing, if you can avoid that at all, Mm-hmm. avoid that. And then, you know, I have a, an elixir that I do. That's like, oh gosh. So <laughs> it's like cayenne pepper, ginger. What's the other thing? Oh, garlic. Oh, yeah. And then, and I like boil all of this together, put um, manuka honey and, um, and cayenne pepper in there and sip on that during the day when I have sore throat. That's so it's kind of like a little, 
a tea that I drink throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things. I don't know how much. How about you? <laughs> what yeah, do you do? I, I would say a lot of that crosses over with stuff that I have been trying. So in the fall, I like lost my voice, like gonzo. Like mm-hmm. there was there was no for probably two weeks. It was just like I could hardly speak. So going into this winter, I knew I was going to have to have a little bit more in my arsenal. And I actually follow on Instagram Jessica Vosk. Do you know who she is? She plays Alphaba in Wicked on Broadway. Oh, and so yeah. she's constantly talking about things that she does to keep her voice in good shape being on Broadway and in the middle of winter and everything. And I've gotten a ton of tips from her, which has been really helpful. So I actually invested in a steamer by My Pure Mist. And this thing is a lifesaver. I love it. So in addition to like the water and really trying to be hydrated, I will steam every night and sometimes multiple times a day when I'm if I feel something coming on or if I'm just even if my voice is tired, but also definitely when I'm sick, it makes a big difference. And I sip on a lot of apple cider vinegar with Manuka honey mm-hmm. and like distilled in water because like if I'm feeling any sore throatness or anything like that, that really helps to to nip it in the bud right away. And I found this great elderberry syrup that actually has honey, apple cider vinegar, and like a bunch of other amazing stuff in it. And I will take it multiple times a day. Um, I found this natural like gargling solution sort of stuff that sounds very much like what you said that you were sipping on. And it's got the cayenne pepper and all that stuff that you put in water and you just gargle with it. And Hmm. so last week when I could feel my voice going, I was doing all the things, the the nutty potting and the insane amounts of vitamin C and essential oils. And um, I did this gargle and that that helped a lot as well. And then I also found these pills on Amazon. They're by Mushroom Genius. And I'll have to have the actual brand put into our show notes, but they are actually like an immune booster. And so when I'm feeling sick, I'll like load up on those too. And they're just all ways to kind of like come back from it. And I did find last week, there were two days where I was just going, oh man, my voice is going. I've got four voiceover jobs I need to do plus stuff for the podcast. And I woke up Thursday morning going, okay, I'm ready to go into minor emergency and just being like, what kind of shot can you give me to (laughs) make this better? But I had so loaded up on all of that stuff that I had, I had a voice back, which was, it felt like a miracle. So those are all my things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's a lot of overlap there too. So, um, I love the personal mister. Oh yeah. You have one too. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like a hospital patient when I'm using it, Yes. (laughs) but it is amazing. I love, I love it. Um, neti pot. Yes. Huge. Yeah. Um, I have, so yeah, my, when I was in that same situation where it was like, okay, what do I need to do to be able to talk tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got a prescription for prednisone. Okay. So if I yeah. absolutely have to, yeah. um, I can, I can pop some prednisone and, and kind of cheat. Yeah. But as far as like the mushroom stuff, yeah, I started taking turkey tail, um, oh. this year, which is, which is a kind of immunity mushroom thing too. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. And it's been really fun to follow Jessica, she like drinks Pedialyte to keep her vocal cords hydrated and like all these other crazy things. And she's got a whole bunch of other 
things. I, I literally have spent so much money just trying to keep my voice in good shape this year, I feel like. But it's been worth it when I can come back from being sick well enough to be able to work again. So, right. yeah, I think there's lots of tricks out there and you just got to keep keep looking for them to, to stay on your game when your voice is your moneymaker. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And another huge thing that I think people don't realize is uh, don't try not to clear your throat a lot. As I just did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're sick, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and then also when you do get laryngitis and you can't speak, a lot of people will start whispering. Yes. And that is awful for your vocal cords. Yes. So you're better off just to go on vocal rest and not yes. talk at all and just do all of the things we talked about than to whisper because that's actually going to make it worse. Yep. I And I actually had that at the top of my list here written down, vocal rest. That was the other big thing last <laughs> week. And I mean, I've got four kids, so <laughs> vocal rest is not easy to come by. But I was so determined last week. First, I canceled a, a podcast recording I had been looking forward to for literally six months. And they said, yeah, we can't even reschedule. This is, you have to do it or it's never going to happen. But I knew with the people that I'd be recording with, I would have to speak full out. Like it was mm-hmm. just one of those episodes that was going to be really lively. And I knew that if I did that, then I was sacrificing all of my voiceover work. And so yeah. I had to make that choice. Like, nope. Okay. Like I, I'm definitely sacrificing that interview, but it's going to be worth it because I'm going to save my voice. And so that vocal rest piece, I think is a huge component, even if you're not sick, but you're just doing a lot of work, like especially mm. if you're doing an audiobook or something like that, where I can literally be recording my voice for a few hours and you have to know like what your limit is. You can't just talk forever. <laughs> like, right. There, there is a point where you realize, like, okay, my voice is tired. Like, I need to steam and I need to just stop talking. Yeah. And, you know, that that's true in general, just for your, your, voice and your vocal health, but also for your work. Like you yeah. can tell when you're yes. on hour four of recording something, yes. oh, your energy has just gone down. Your voice actually changes from yeah. time of day to time of day. So, you know, the longer the stretch of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, time is, the the more your voice changes and, and your, your audio is going to be less consistent. Yeah, absolutely. I know sometimes my parents will be like, oh, great. You don't have the kids for a day. Like you can get in nine hours of recording. Like, uh, yeah, right. no, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, though. But yeah, I think that those are all really good tips. And like I said, we're not trying to dissuade anyone. If you think you are meant to be a voiceover actor, then awesome. And Carrie has a ton of resources for you. In fact, did you are you going to to have something for the audience. (laughs) I do. I do. So yeah, I have a getting started guide. So if you're again in that um, category that Mackenzie mentioned and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm in, I at least want to, you know, um, dig in a little bit more and see what it's all about. I have a getting started guide that you can get by texting, um, VO startup. So all one word V O as in voiceover S T A R T U P to four, four, two, two, two. So if you text VO Startup to 44222, it'll ask for your email address, and then I will send you that getting started guide. Perfect. And we will also have that in the show notes. So if you guys are looking for it, you can access the show notes for episode 106 at boldturquoise.com slash 106. So we'll have all of that in there. It should be on iTunes and um 
on the website so you guys can find that and and give it a little bit more of a go and find out more information and then if you decide from there then Carrie has a ton of other really great resources that can really help you get off the ground so okay but Carrie with all this talk of our voiceover lives what does a typical day in your life actually look like Wow. So it's, it's changed a lot over the years. Um, so right now I have, I have, uh, several agents and, you know, across the country. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of my work these days, I, I don't audition on, um, on online casting sites anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'll wake up and I'll have some auditions that are either from, you know, late last night where I hadn't gotten to them yet or from early in the morning that I need to get done that day. So, um, this is, by the way, starting my work day. This is not my day yeah. day because I do have, I have children and a husband and, and a life. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'll uh, typically, um, I'm using an app called Trello right now for my, yes. um, yeah, you use Trello? Yes. It's, it completely keeps my life afloat. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, Trello Sisters Unite. Yes. Um, but so yeah, I, and I, keep a kind of a running log of my uh, my inbox and what I need to get done. And um, so, yeah, I'll audition and I'll get in my booth. I have a, a studio in my house and then I've got a vocal booth and I'll record my auditions and send those off. Um, if I have jobs that I need to do that day, I'll record those. Occasionally, I have directed sessions where the client will call in and, you know, so those will be, you know, set dates or set mm-hmm. times on my calendar. Um, occasionally, I have to go into a local studio, but most of the work I do on my own, and um, it's not directed, so I can pretty much make make my hours. My um, four-year-old has preschool three days a week, so I'll um, take a break and take her to preschool and then pick her up in the afternoons. Um, and then, yeah, I, I try and, and make time for, you know, going on walks when it's warm and, uh, you know, we try and eat together. My mom actually comes over and watches the girls during the day nice. so that, um, yeah, so that I can work. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a pretty typical work day. Yeah. Sounds pretty great. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life? So this year I, um, I'm a big kind of just course and I guess information junkie. Um, and so this year I, I've started taking some really cool courses just to, um, to do some things that I'd been wanting to do, uh, for a long time. So I'm, I'm finally, uh, committing to learning Spanish Ooh. and, um, I'm taking a, uh, like a, a drawing class. Huh. So to learn to learn how to draw, so I have like an easel, and I bought myself some nice pencils, and so you know doing that just a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm not even doing it every day. You know, it's maybe three or four times a week, but I'll go and spend, you know, maybe twenty or thirty minutes. And I'm not trying to become any type, you know, an artist, yeah. but it's fun for me. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that's just really really helped is that my my kids' sleeping schedules are are um, such that I can now get up early and kind of start my day by reading and, um, you know, just meditating and and just having like some time to myself in the mornings before, um, before the day starts and things get crazy. Nice. That's always definitely helpful, especially when they're little. Yeah. Yeah. 
I always know this question is coming for me to answer too. (laughs) Then I always am like, wait, what am I doing to cultivate loveliness in my life? I think the thing I've been doing lately is people know I've talked about it on the podcast. I have a lot of big reading goals this year because my life is so hectic. It really felt like I had to kind of distill down my hobbies or things that I was interested in to just something simple. Mm. And so even with reading, a lot of times I'm reading books that for people I'm interviewing on the podcast. And so that takes up a lot of time. And sometimes it makes the reading a little bit less fun. But lately I have allowed myself to just download audiobooks that are more fun things that I want to listen to and not necessarily like job related or work related. Although the latest one that I listened to ended up being totally applicable and it was um, Jenna Fisher's The Actor's Life. And Hmm. it's about her. Do you know who Jenna Fisher is from The Office? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's about her journey to Hollywood and, you know, everything she's learned being in Hollywood and getting agents and all the different things. But along with it kind of being memoir-esque, it also has like a ton of really great, solid acting advice and agent advice and all of that. And so some of it I could relate to from like my younger years of doing more film-related things. But it was also just really fun to listen to and be able to pick out, you know, like little pieces here and there that could even apply to voiceover work. But it was just so much fun to listen to that I think I listened to it in like two or three days because it was just so enjoyable. So that's, that's awesome. What I've done. And I'm yeah. and I'm guessing she narrated it. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really good. And I even listen to it like a little bit faster. I usually do like one point two five so that I can get through it a little bit faster. But even at uh-huh. that speed, it was just it was great. And then she interviews other people that are actors and their experiences and yeah, it was really, really good. So I highly wow. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you should. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? I think so, although I'm now nervous. (laughs) You don't have to be. They are just fun things. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. I'm going to say, I mean, I use essential oil diffusers more, so I'm going to go there. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Cloth. Okay. City or country? City. Paper or digital? Paper or digital. I like both, but I I mean, again, if we're looking for practicality, I use digital more. Yeah. Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? I would rather never leave my house if I could. So (laughs) online. All right. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? A podcast. Okay. And what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? So right now I'm listening to one called um, Become Superhuman, uh, which is a guy who uh, you were talking about reading books. So the reason I got introduced to him was I was looking through some like speed reading stuff and some ways to like retain more information. And he's got this whole community and podcast and and it's not just about speed reading, but it's basically uh, different life hacks and just mindfulness and and things like that. So I've been going through that lately. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'll listen to sermons. Uh, I listen to business marketing stuff a lot. I love Amy Porterfield. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to a lot of her stuff too. What are some, what some like sermons wise, who would you turn to? 
well, my church. Um, okay. <laughs> so I go to um, Redeemer Fellowship in Kansas City. Um, and a shameless plug, I guess, if, <laughs> if anyone happens to check it out, I do the intro for the podcast. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, John Piper. Okay. Listen to some of his stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Yeah. So I'm one of the rare people. I don't love chocolate. Um, okay. So if I had to, I would, I, oh my gosh, I guess I'd go milk if I had okay. to, but, but I don't love chocolate. So what do you turn to instead of chocolate? I, I do love ice cream. Okay. Sports or no sports? Sports. All right. I love sports. Okay. Live broadcasting. This is probably a no-brainer, but would you rather broadcast or watch? I would rather broadcast. <laughs> of course. Okay. Favorite movie? Okay. First one that just popped into my head because I have so many. I love Shakespeare in Love. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone's ever said that. That's a good one. Sweet. Okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the crunchiness spectrum? I mean, I'm probably a seven. Okay. And and slowly like going up the scale. (laughs) Okay. Well, you've got that essential oil diffuser and the cloth napkins, so... Sounds it's like true. you're well on your way. We did cloth diapers. Yes, and, me like, too. Infant potty training. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and I had a home birth. So did I. That's so fun. Oh, yes. Awesome. I had three of them. So nice. You beat All me. The- oh, <laughs> well, just because I have more children. <laughs> well, you could catch up. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> not. I don't blame you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Carrie. It was so great to have you on and find all these fun things that we had in common. Yes, this was so much fun. Yeah. Well, I will have all your stuff in the show notes. Everybody go check Carrie out and let us know if you have any questions. Thanks so much for coming on, Carrie. All right. Thanks a lot, Mackenzie. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye. Carrie was so much fun to have on the show. She was so gracious to come on with really very short notice. So I'm so grateful she was able to fit me into her busy schedule to have her on and have this conversation that I've really been wanting to have for a long time. And I think based on the number of questions I get from you guys, this is going to be a very popular episode because a lot of you wonder about it. So if you would like to get that intro guide that she was talking about, you can find the link to all the information about it if you go to boldturquoise.com slash one. And that's where we will have all the information about Carrie in this episode. But you can also find her at CarrieOlsonVO.com. And that's where you can find her website and all the great classes and everything that she has to offer. Also, if you would like to get more involved with this podcast right here, get some of the more background information into what's going on, a little bit more in touch with my life, have a little bit more direct access to me and the What Ingrid and Fiona Like podcast and all those kinds of things that we have out, then you're going to want to come over and join our Patreon community. So you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find out the different levels that we have there and the different things that you can get as being a part of that community. Plus, there's just a lot of awesome ladies over there who've been so supportive and are really great prayer warriors and we've got groups that have formed and they communicate on Marco Polo and have really um, 
gone in deep this year, getting to know each other better and support each other in goals and making things happen. And we're going to be opening those groups up again going into April. And so if you want a chance to be able to do that, you actually need to be a part of Patreon in the month of March so that you can be able to get signed up for one of those groups. So you're going to want to come over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and we would love to have you there. All right, ladies, that's it for this week. I will be back next week as usual. And until then, go be bold and gracious. Mm-hmm.